Hi, and welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White, and I blog as Noni at aslobcomesclean.com pretty much every day of the week. That's where I share the completely honest account of my personal deslobification process. Um, Deslobification is a word that I made up um, that basically means getting my house under control and trying to change my mindset and my habits so that it stays as under control as possible. Um, As I learn things, uh, as I learn cleaning and organizing methods that actually work in real life, my real life, I share them with complete honesty. So um, I'm glad that you're joining me today uh, for this podcast. This is podcast number three. If you'd like to find the show notes for this, they'll be up on my blog at aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts. And there you will find the link to podcast three that uh, where I will write just general things that were in this podcast and links to things that I refer to. I do want to remind you before we get started that my ebooks are on sale for the month of December. I have three ebooks out. I have um, 28 Days to Hope for Your Home, which is not for the mildly disorganized. It is for people who really need hope for their home, who look around and think, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. Uh, this ebook is going to talk you through four habits that you will develop over four weeks uh, to help you feel like you can do this and to really see a difference in your home and encourage you to keep going. And um, that is $3 using the code HABIT, H-A-B-I-T, all caps. Um, you can also get my ebook on decluttering, which is called Drowning in Clutter. And it is also $3 with the code HABIT, or you can get the two of those ebooks together for $5 with that same code HABIT. Um, and Teaching Kids to Clean is only available on Amazon, but uh, it is also $3 as well, no code needed. All right, so uh, I also want to mention really quickly, because this is something that comes up a lot, and that is kids' chore charts. Um, right now, well, anytime you can sign up uh, for my job chart. It's a free online job chart for kids. And um, on these show notes, you will find my affiliate link to go sign up for that. Even though it's free, I do earn a little something uh, when people use my link to sign up and I greatly appreciate that support. So, um, all right, today I'm going to share with you part three of my slob story, not my sob story. Last week I shared part two. uh, And this is just how it is that I came to this point where I started a blog about being a slob, which is my deep, dark secret. Um, I blog as Noni, which is short for anonymous, uh, because I didn't want anyone to know that this was what my blog was. I didn't, I didn't want anybody to know that it was me. So, um, I've come a long way in those four years that I've had this blog, but anyway, I just want to share that part three. Then I'm going to talk to you about my week and just what's been going on with me and how I'm Yes, the things I'm doing in my own home as I'm getting it back under control. But then I also had a major setback this week that I'll share with you. Um, And then I'm going to share with you some decluttering encouragement just as you start to move on. I shared tips uh, the last two weeks and you can use those tips anytime. Um, But this is just to encourage you as you um, go through your own decluttering journey in your home. Okay, so part three of my slob story. Last week, I shared with you that we had moved. Um, I had become addicted to garage sales uh, about two years before we moved. Uh, And so I had 
really started gathering things in my home. I was selling on eBay, but I was bringing a lot more things into my home than I was actually selling and getting out of my home on eBay. Now, financially, I was making a profit. I mean, I could buy $10 worth of stuff, which when it's a quarter a piece, that's a lot of stuff. And even if I only sold, you know, eight of those items, but I made $300, well, financially, it was really making sense. But it was having a huge negative impact on our home because of the other $8 worth of garage sale stuff that wasn't being sold on eBay because I would either get home and find out, oh, that's not really worth very much. So it's not worth my time or, oh, that's right. I really need to sell a coat in September when people are thinking about needing coats. You know, it's not really something you sell in March because everybody's already done with their coat for the year. Um, So things were just sitting in my house and the clutter was getting to an extreme. But I loved selling on eBay so much because it was a way for me to make some money as a stay-at-home mom. I had never had this way to make any money and contribute to our family. So even though it was just some eating out money and some fun money, it was really, you know, a, a positive thing for us and for our family. And so I was ignoring the fact of how much more cluttered my house was becoming. Well, we moved. And we moved out of a 1,750 square foot house into a 1,400 square foot um, rent house. And we brought with us from the 1,750 square foot house, we brought um, U-Hauls, multiple U-Hauls, completely full. I should have basically been coming out of a 6,000 square foot house with all the stuff that I actually had. So it was just... It was really a um, an eye-opener to how much stuff we had, but it didn't register with me that that was contributing to my inability to keep my house under control. I know that doesn't make any sense, um, but I really wasn't putting those two things together. I knew I had too much stuff, but I loved my stuff. I loved it, and I enjoyed collecting more stuff, but it wasn't really all coming together to me, um, to realize that that had to do with the fact that my house was also just constantly messy. You know, I wasn't, my kitchen was always a disaster and all those things. So it it just, I wasn't putting it together yet. So basically, um, we moved, had all that and we, um, got in our rent house and those were some of the most miserable months of my entire life. When I look back on that time, makes me so sad. I truly believe that was the time in my life when I probably had like clinical depression. I I, honestly, I've never suffered with depression on an ongoing basis at all. But I look back and I think, wow, I um, would wake up in the middle of the night and cry for three hours. And I would um, get up in the morning, get my two boys up, give them breakfast and I would find ways to let them watch Sesame Street so I could go lay in my bed and just stare at the wall for a while. I read a lot of books because I was escaping constantly. Um, it was just a really, really tough time. We had moved. We didn't know anyone. Uh, I was in a home that I hated, okay, because we hadn't sold our house yet. It took six months for it to sell. And it was a really rough time. And honestly, um, I know that there are people who suffer from depression. And if that's you, if that describes you, you 
probably need to get some professional help to um, try to work through that, you know, because like I said, I don't now I it does affect my mood greatly. And sometimes when I start to feel myself getting really, really down, I will get back on my habits and declutter. And that really does lift me up. But there is a time there are times where people have you know, actual diagnosable depression that needs to be dealt with professionally. But, um, so anyway, we're in this house. I hated it. Okay. Um, I'm going to read to you a post that I wrote a while back on my blog, a slobcomesclean.com. And it's called five years ago. Now this was just a random thing that I did. Um, let's see, I had been blogging for a while, but, uh, I wasn't going to write a post that day. And then I saw that my friend Mary from giving up on perfect.com, uh, was doing this little fun writing challenge from uh, a blog called the gypsy mama. And she just said, okay, I want you to write for five minutes and your topic is five years ago. And you're just supposed to start writing and not think about it and not plan and not self edit and all that kind of stuff. So I thought, well, okay, I'll just do this. So, um, I just started writing and it kind of surprised me what came out, but this is what the post said. Five years ago, we were living in a rent house, a rent house that was 400 square feet smaller than the house we'd moved out of. According to U-Haul, we had brought enough stuff to fill two houses, each twice as big as the one we were moving out of. The house was filled with boxes. I was eight months pregnant and spent time every single day on my knees, praying that God would lead us to the right house. I'd prayed for six months for our house to sell And when it had two months earlier, every house we'd looked at went off the market and there was literally nothing in our small town that would work for our family. I cried a lot. It was probably about this time that we started looking for a storage unit because the rent house had boxes stacked to the ceiling in the entire two car garage and covering every wall in the living room. I was buying baby girl clothes like crazy because it was the only thing I could do to nest. There was no room for a nursery, but there was an eBay room. It breaks my heart to realize or say that. Um, writing this post was um, kind of one of those things. I, I didn't expect it to kind of hit me that way. But when I realized, because at the time that I was living it, I thought, oh my goodness, we have no nursery in this house. Um, we thankfully moved out of there um, right when my daughter was three months old. We actually found our house. I think the day after we came home from the hospital, I can remember walking around, you know, I had had a C-section, so I had to walk carefully, but I can remember walking around, viewing the house, holding her, and she was like three days old. Um, But at the time, I really believed the only thing I could do to nest and get ready for this baby was buy baby girl clothes. I had two boys, and so I was so excited to have a girl. But there was a room in that house but it was an eBay room. And in my mind, that eBay room was what it had to be. I had to have an eBay room. Now she was in her, um, her bassinet in our room for the time that we were there. So that kind of makes sense. But realistically, um, knowing that I didn't create a nursery because I thought I had to have an eBay room, it just, it's horrible. I hate that. I hate realizing that and remembering that. Um, But anyway, so we were looking for houses. And like I said, we found this house um, right after she came home from the hospital. Now, one of the reasons that we had had such a hard time finding a house was that I had very specific criteria. I needed a house that had room that could be a playroom. 
and a room that could be an office, which really meant an eBay room, which really meant a storage room for all the junk that I was bringing into my house. Now, I mean, that was defining the house that we were going to buy. So I said it either had to have four bedrooms and another room or three bedrooms and two other rooms that could be used for those two things, a playroom and an eBay room. Um, so we found this house and it actually had three things. It had a dining room, which is separate from the breakfast area. So, you know, it had that, which I would have been willing to use for a playroom. Um, but this actually had the dining room and it had, um, a playroom, which is actually a, a enclosed back patio. And then it had a really large game room and that really large game room is an amazing space in this house, but that is what I decided to use as my eBay room. So I set up my computer in there and I started using it for eBay and it just filled up and it filled up and it filled up. I even bought, I thought I had found the greatest deal ever. I found a clothes rack at a, um, clothing store that was going out of business. And I brought that in. That was huge, took up a huge amount of space in that room, but it didn't matter because that was my eBay room. Now I didn't want anyone to ever walk through that room, but that's what it was. That's what it was for. Now the other big, huge advantage of this house, one of the things I absolutely love now is, uh, we had a, we have a half bath that is in that game room. So if you walk through the game room, there's a half bath back there. Half baths are like the best thing ever for entertaining just to be able to send people to the half bath, um, to use the restroom when they're in your house and they don't have to go in your kid's bathroom. That's great. But that was my eBay room. And because that half bath is at the back of that room, you couldn't get to it. So for several years, we did not even use that half bath. It was completely blocked off. Now, let's be honest, that's kind of bordering on hoarders territory, I would say, that you don't even get to use an entire room in your house. Well, um, this went on for several years. That room was a constant disaster, but I had a door that could close, and so nobody would see it. Um, But I started to really just get completely overwhelmed and tired of that. I was so tired of that room always being a huge disaster. And so I started focusing on that room and I wanted to get that room cleared out. And part of that was me changing my mindset. I, I, my mindset, I actually started couponing at that time and, um, couponing, I heard the nester say once, or I read it. Um, she said that when people tell her, Hey, I want to start a blog so I can make money. She's like, you know what? Blogging to make money is like this big, long, complicated, very time consuming thing. But if you need some extra money, the best thing to do is to start couponing and anybody can use coupons and actually, you know, save their family tons of money, which is basically like, like, like making money. Um, anyway, but I got into couponing and that kind of lessened my need to sell on eBay because I was saving us so much money that, um, I ended up, you know, not needing the eBay money as much. And so it kind of took away the eBay thing from me. And, um, as that started to diminish, then I was ready to get that room cleared out. So I really focused on that room. I want to get this room usable again. Well, I finally did. 
and I stopped going to garage sales. Um, without the eBay need and with all the clutter that I had in my house, I decided I was I was not going to go anymore. Now, I would go on occasion, but it just wasn't as exciting as it used to be. And a lot of that was because I knew I had so much stuff in my house. Um, and I'll just say, once I got that room cleared out, it added square footage to my home. I never really thought about that. I had heard an organizing speaker one time talk about, you know, how much is that space worth to you that that item is taking up? I had no clue what she was talking about until I cleared out that room and I realized that I added, now I'm not a math person, but I'm guessing like 200 square feet to my house. It added a huge amount of room, room that we thoroughly enjoyed. I loved having that half bath to send people to. I love having an area where my kids and my family, we can hang out and we can be together. That room is an awesome room. It's a great addition to our house, but we didn't even have it for years because it was full of stuff. Um, And it was just a huge light bulb moment to me of how much better our life was after that room was cleared out. Um, But I will share with you next week. I hope I'll get to that point unless I think of other things to talk about. Um, But I will share with you then how I ended up getting to the point where I started my blog. Okay, Um, now I'm going to share with you about my week and then I will give you some decluttering encouragement. Uh, My week. Well, my week started basically with Sunday night. Sunday night, we, my husband and I host a home group for our church. That means that we have probably about six or eight couples that come to our house and, um, we do a Bible study and it's just, it's really a fun time. We've got somebody who brings supper. That's his job every week. And we really just have a great time getting to know people on a deeper level. And I really enjoy it. And ironically or not ironically, um, when I first started the blog was when our church started doing these home groups. And only because I'd been doing this blog for about a month at the time, was I willing to say, okay, we'll host one in our house. And I just remember the fear in my eyes and in my husband's eyes when I volunteered to do that. But I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get my house to the point where I can have people in it every single week. And it's been a huge help for me because it's a constant encouragement. And what happens is, even if I'm behind on things, well, Sunday afternoon, I have to clean my house up. And so I get my house looking much better. And then my whole week goes better because on Monday, I'm not recovering the house from the weekend and I can kind of just get going. And it's like a running start that I'm able to get. So I really do appreciate having those home groups in our house as motivation. Well, Monday, I was thinking I was awesome because my house looked great. Um, I was just still enjoying that it's ready for company look. Um, and I was on things. In fact, I even called about this letter that we had received. See, when we first moved in our house, and this is a long story I won't tell right now, but we had termites and we had to have our house treated for termites. And um, we got a lifetime guarantee thing so that um, every year we have to pay a little fee and they come out and they check to make sure there's no further termite damage. And if there is, then they'll treat it. But anyway, so every September, I know that we have to have our home checked for termite damage. Um, on Monday, as I was, you know, being so awesome with my clean house, I 
called because we had gotten a letter. We've changed our phone service and things like that. So um, they didn't have our phone number anymore. And they'd sent us a letter and said, hey, don't forget, you've got to have this done this month. So make sure you call us. Well, I called. And y'all, sometimes I feel like I have done this humongous deed when I just actually make that phone call that usually takes about two minutes. But for some reason, I put those things off. So I was really on it. And I called. And it kind of surprised me because the lady said, okay, we'll come at nine o'clock tomorrow. And I went, oh, okay. Okay. Nine o'clock tomorrow. Sounds great. And I hung up and I didn't really think about it. And all day I'm, you know, going through getting stuff done, thinking, you know, I had to go, my daughter was sick. I had to take her to the doctor. Um, you know, but I'm thinking, well, my house looks really good. Well, Tuesday morning at 3am I awakened in total darkness, but I knew what my bedroom looked like. And I do not know how in the world I did not register when she said tomorrow at 9 a.m. why I didn't register what my bedroom looked like, much less my kids' bedrooms, okay? The part of the house that was clean that was making me feel like my house was under control was only the parts that you see if you're a guest, okay? The kitchen, yes, kitchen was under control. Dining room, looked great. Table was clear. Living room, yes, perfect. Everything's great. Game room, it's a little cluttered and I need to get to it, but still, you could walk through it. It was no big deal, but the bedrooms, those doors were closed when people came over on Sunday night. So, um, yeah, I panicked because my bedroom was not just a little bit messy. My bedroom was awful. Okay. Summer happens. And while I've done so much better about what used to be my always habit, which was to just shove anything and everything inside the master bedroom and lock the door. Um, I've gotten better about that, but in the summer, I'm telling you, it just happens. I do that. Somebody's coming over. I shove things in the master bedroom. So my master bedroom is again, a disaster, even though last fall I completely overhauled it, but whatever. Um, yeah. So my bedroom was a disaster and I knew that and it was 3am and I couldn't do anything about it without waking up the rest of the house. So I got up, I did things I couldn't sleep. And then finally, when people were getting up, I got to work in that master bedroom. I didn't have time to clean it. I basically just moved things things around enough so that um, the bug man could actually, you know, see the walls and walk through the room without tripping. And yeah, it basically reverting to my old trick that I used to use pre-blog, which was I would clean all day long like crazy just to get it to the point where I could say, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't have time to clean my house, which is awful and a total lie, but that's how I rolled. So anyway, um, I cleaned it up. Then I took my kids to school and came home and moved things around in my kids' rooms enough so that he could get to the walls in there. Uh, yeah, it was a disaster. And you can read about that on my blog, Panic at 3 a.m., and you can see the pictures of exactly how bad it was, just in case you think it wasn't that bad. You can see the pictures and know for sure I'm not lying. You know, other people will say, oh, my house looks so awful, and you're thinking, yeah, right, you should see mine. Well, see mine, and you'll know. Um, but anyway, so that was basically how my week went. So I went from feeling really great about myself and how great I was doing to feeling like a complete and total failure. But I'm going to say what I said in my hangout today, which um, I'm doing Google Plus Hangouts on Thursday mornings at 10. I would love for you to come to those. Um, Even if you can't come, you can watch them later. And um, so today we were talking about um, the gaining traction in your home and moving on to habit two and 28 days to hope for your home. And I just told him, you know, I really struggled this week after having such 
disastrous failure, you know, of having that hit me in the face that I had completely ignored my bedroom to the point where it didn't even register that I needed to completely overhaul it before these people came at nine o'clock the next morning. Um, but the truth was, even though I feel like a failure in that, and that is a frustration because part of this is who I am. When I first called myself a slob, I'll tell you, I never had said I was a slob before I started this blog. I honestly would, I would say, well, I'm really messy or I'm organizationally challenged or, you know, I really struggle keeping my house under control, but I would say, but I'm not a slob because it's a horrible word. But one of the reasons I'm glad I used that word is that, um, it helped me over time to accept that this is part of who I am, that my house getting back into a disaster is something I will probably struggle with for the rest of my life. Um, but that that's not a reason to quit because in the past I would have said, Oh my goodness, it went back to being such a disaster. Oh, well, well, it's like I was telling them this morning, you know, before I started this blog and before I started this process, um, I would have, it would have been my entire house that was a disaster. I would have awakened at 3am. Now I wouldn't have, you know, even been under the delusion that my house was okay, but you know, it would have been my whole house that I had to go through and, shove things to the side. I mean, it would have been the living room and the kitchen would have been a disaster and, and everything that game room would have been packed to the ceiling and all sorts of kinds of stuff, you know, so it would have been completely undoable. But for the main living area, excuse me, for the main living areas, for the areas where, um, you know, my family does our daily living and where we have people over for those things to be under control is huge progress. Yes, I'm always going to struggle with this. Yes, I'm always going to have rooms that just fall into complete disarray and I just look around flabbergasted. But there is progress at the same time. Um, So that leads me into the last thing we're going to talk about, which is some decluttering encouragement. Now, I have written a book on decluttering. And here I am telling you about my master bedroom being a complete disaster. Um, When I wrote this book which this ebook, uh, which is also on sale for $3 this month. Um, people really liked it. But the one thing that I saw a couple of reviews say was, well, you know, I'm going to be able to get this under control sooner than her, which I hope is true for your sake. I hope it's true. But I used to believe that I would get my house decluttered once and for all. Unfortunately, that is not ever going to be the case for me. That's just not part of my reality. I will never get my house under control once and for all. It is going to be an ongoing struggle because this is part of my personality type. It's part of how I view the world, which I'll talk about in future um, podcasts. Just my brain works differently than organized people. Like I've said before, most organizing advice is written by people who love to organize. Their brain does not work the way my brain does. And so I have to find ways that work for me in our home. But it also means it's always going to be a struggle for me because this doesn't come naturally. Well, um, my encouragement with decluttering is that you need to find the level of stuff that you can handle. Getting your house under control when you have lots of clutter is not about organizing the stuff that you have. It's about finding a level of stuff 
that you can handle. Okay. Now what I use as an example is my mother grew up on a farm. Now I love my mother and she has been so completely supportive in this journey that I've been through. And she's been supportive my whole entire life trying to help me. Um, but my mother grew up on a farm and town was a big deal. You know, they didn't get to town just all the time. And so they had the mentality that you had to have everything you could possibly need. Okay. Or you just make do. So my mom, you know, she's the person whose house you want to be at when, you know, the zombies hit or whatever, because she has everything you're going to need for the next six months and you're going to be fine. Um, but she just feels like you've got to have everything you want. Well, I had been brought up with that mentality. I mean, when I went away to college, I had way more stuff than anybody else ever had in their dorm room because I had everything I might ever possibly need being away from home. Um, but my mother has an amazing ability to keep it all under control. So she's got a ton of stuff. It's unbelievable how much stuff she has, but she keeps it under control. And it's not in these piles all over the house and it's not all over the floor. And it's not just this big, huge mess. It's put away, it's tucked away. And even though you can tell it's a lot of stuff, it's not a disaster. So I inherited the belief that I had to have everything I could ever need, but I did not inherit the ability to keep it under control. And so my encouragement to you is to declutter, which means get rid of stuff down to a level that you can handle. That is what it's all about. Um, my ebook drowning in clutter, the uh, subtitle is don't grab a floaty, drain the ocean. Draining the ocean is impossible. Obviously, Sometimes you look around your house and you think, this is impossible. I can't. I can't get rid of this. You know, all right, I can't get rid of all this stuff. I can't, you know, deal with this. It seems like you're swimming, like you're drowning. But the point is to get rid of enough stuff to where you don't feel like you're drowning anymore. What is the level of stuff that you personally can handle? And it's going to be different for everybody. Um, and in my ebook, I give you actual practical things that help you get rid of stuff, make those hard decisions that you once never would have been able to make. Um, but part of this is me realizing that I need to be a minimalist. Um, that is something that I wouldn't have ever wanted to be because I loved having all this stuff. I really believed I needed it. But through this process in my own home, I realize I need to not have any more than I actually need right now. I need to not have a bunch of extra stuff because when I do, my house gets out of control. And so, um, that's my encouragement to you is that it's not about, um, what somebody else says is what you should have or shouldn't have. It's about what you personally can handle in your own home. And I'll talk more with more decluttering tips each week on the podcast, but I think I've hit my 30 minutes now. So I'm so excited that you joined me today. Um, again, you can go to a slob slash podcasts, and there you will find links to all of my social media connections. Um, you'll find links to the eBooks that I've referred to. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me today and I will see you next week. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes so that you don't miss a podcast. Thanks. Bye-bye.